The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt Johnson, the Director of Promotions for the BICBP Radio Network, and I am happy to announce that in less than a week, this network will be presenting the very first ever Western New York PodCon Showcase on Saturday, August 3rd at 2176 Liberty Drive in Niagara Falls, New York from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, with only a $10 admission fee, you are free to come and go as you please throughout the day. Enjoy various live podcast recordings from shows just like this, as well as their tables, as well as other vendors, as well as seminars and trivia games with prizes. Make sure you come on, stop by, hang out with us, interact with us, meet us, and support your local podcasts. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Panel Discussion, your home for comic book talk. Every week right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and we are without Greg today. He is enjoying his anniversary down in Disney World, so I brought in uh, I brought in a guest who didn't have a very far walk. Uh, <laughs> not too far. Well, not too far. One of my high school best friends, and we actually just happen to be neighbors as well. Everybody, welcome to the show. My good friend, Eric Stopa. Eric, how you doing? Man, what's happening? Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, thanks for being here. I uh, I greatly appreciate it. No it's uh, yeah, this is your first podcast too, so I know you're uh, you're pretty excited, chomping at the bit to do this. So, um, but I know you have a you know I know you have a deep deep appreciation for comic books. You and I have spent many a time discussing comic books. Every hell, every time I walk by your house, we're talking about movies. Oh, yeah. uh, even in high school, like we I know we went to go. I think we went to go see Spider Man three together. Uh, with Billy, we went to go see the Incredible yep. Hulk, the Ed Norton Hulk, and I remember you and Billy ran around the parking lot of the Regal Cinemas after because you were yeah. so hyped up. We were singlets, that was a bad part. <laughs> you were, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Um, all right, so as we do with actually all of our guests, i got to ask a couple questions. Uh, first and foremost, who are your, uh, who's your favorite hero, who are your favorite heroes, one from Marvel and one from DC? Ooh, tough one. Well, easy one from DC, I'm gonna have to say the Flash. Various reasons. One is power, skills, abilities, everything like that. Plus of who he is as a person. Right. Uh Marvel, that's a very tough one. It ranged from like Spider Man to Wolverine to even like I said, Deadpool. Right. I also like Thor. Thor's come up in the last few years for me. Yeah. Really got took an interest in him, started reading the comics, but <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna say Wolverine. You say Wolverine. Beginning, yeah, yeah. Did you um, you like his portrayal in the movies, or what did you like first, the comics or the movies when it came to him? For me, it was the movies. Then I got into the comics. I like uh, Hugh Jackman did really good. Definitely, I uh, de- I think Tom Hardy would have been a good one. You think so? Oh yeah. The window's still open. You never know. know. You never know. Never know. There's rumors of Tom Hardy. There's rumors of Keanu Reeves. Uh, was the one dude who played Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, now they're looking at the guy who uh, plays Eggsy in Kingsman. Yeah, Taron Egerton. So yeah. there is a wide variety. Everybody's got their own theories, <laughs> and I'm excited. Do you do you know who you would want to play um, Wolverine in the MCU? Mm, that's a tough one. I'd like to picture Tom Hardy doing it just because that's of definitely the one. 
Yeah. yeah. I think he's the perfect height for it. I think he can get into it. Yeah. Um, I've seen him with some sideburns. He can get the, the, the Wolverine sideburns going right. and, and everything. I think it will work out pretty well uh, without a doubt. So I like that. Uh, as far as villains go, one from DC, one from Marvel. Ooh, good one. Good one again. Villains, I'm probably going to have to say Deathstroke. Definitely from the Batman side. Awesome. And Marvel... Let's see, now you, you stumped me here. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. If I'm good at anything, it's stumping. Because I'm probably going to have to say uh, I do like Taskmaster. Taskmaster's and, a cool one. I'm excited to see him in uh, oh, Black yeah, Widow. Portrayal, yeah. Black Widow. He's always up to something. Always. And you, yeah, it's a tough one. You got me there. There's a lot of good ones. It, it's completely understandable. I completely understand it. Um, so I mean, Taskmaster's a, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. I like that pick. If that's your pick, I like it. I like it. Um, and your favorite comic book storyline? Ooh. Hmm. Doing DC Marvel or just... You could do either one. Either one, yeah. Either one, I'm probably going to have to say I like the way, for me, DC with the Flash is one, they do it correctly with the regular timeline. And then he the flashpoint and all that. Yeah, yeah, he does the flashpoint and everything like that. And it's like the one character who understands the time travel and then the possibilities of messing it up, and he relives it. And <laughs> messes, yeah. He, I know he does. It messes up to the TV show quite a bit. That's for sure. Um, very good. So I asked you. I gave you the ch- the option to pick today's uh, character scope um, for the listeners. I know me and Greg. We promised uh, that we'd get Nova. And Captain Cold soon. We're going to do that as soon as Greg gets back from his honeymoon. Or, well, not honeymoon, but anniversary. But, um, yeah, I gave Eric the uh, the choice, and you chose you chose Deadpool, which I thought was really cool. I'm glad you picked it. Well, hmm. What was your reasoning? What was your reasoning behind it? Well, everything. You know, it's like, for me right now, we just got done with the MCU and, like, how all these uh, heroes are portrayed. So then it's like, I like the darker side of the comics as well. Right. So with Deadpool... You got a couple different things that he's gonna do that he, they're not just—they're just not gonna put it on screen at all. So you have to read the <laughs> comics to really enjoy they, some of the gore that he gets into. Oh yeah, it, see, see, they might do it. I—I I mean, I've read articles; it's all hearsay, but they might actually allow him to be Deadpool in the MCU. <laughs> they might. I'm not sure, um, and I hope they do. But I mean, nothing—nothing nothing will ever beat Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. I think that was like when it comes to, like. Like RDJ being the perfect Iron Man, and and you know Hugh Jackman being the perfect Wolverine, De- or Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool yeah, that's to me. Peanut butter and jelly, right there. Yeah, it's they go hand in hand. They're just their personalities are the same, and I I thoroughly enjoyed. I really enjoyed uh, both the movies. The last one was a real treat. I, I did certainly enjoy that, but um, you know it's. Yeah, Deadpool. He's just he's just everywhere. He, he kind of blew up. He start. I think he debuted in the early '90s. I'm actually reading his first appearance today, and for one of my books, I can't remember what year it's from. Let's see. I think it was like mid '90s, early '90s, possibly. Yeah, I think it's like '90, 90, '91. But uh, I was in New Mutants issue number '98, and. You know, one of the reasons why we like doing these character analysis episodes is kind of we can see how characters started off and how they've been written differently 
you know, to now. And we're going to get a good, pretty good look at that today because uh, the very first book he appeared in was uh, – you can see there's some similarities to what he is today, you know, what he is today, but but he's definitely vastly different and planned out. Vastly different planned out. Um, yeah. So you got any other, like, um, you know, favorite attributes of Deadpool? Besides the gore, like he is – He's definitely an anti-hero. He is good, but he, at the same time, he just, he doesn't, can I swear on this? He doesn't oh, you can shit. swear. He you does can not swear. give a shit, so it's just like, <laughs> like I was just reading uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. That's a very good one where he gets brainwashed, and then it's just like he, something's in his head, he's telling him, he's turning him, turns him to the dark side, and guess what, he just starts going ham. On everybody. Awesome. And then there's actually multiple issues of it. So if you start from the beginning, it's kind of just like straight off the bat, right into it. Perfect. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a little summary in a little bit. I'll start us off uh, with our comic book review. And for the new li- listeners who never tuned into the show before, maybe listening because Eric's on the show, we review the comics uh, under five different categories: art, action, story, dialogue, and rereadability. And we score them out of, each out of ten. For a uh, total combined score of either zero through fifty, so, uh, so I think so far our lowest book ever has been. Uh, oh man, I forgot what it is now. X twenty three number four. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, but I am going to read. I'm going to start off with uh, New Mutants issue number ninety eight, and uh, this was the debut of Deadpool, which was uh, pretty cool. Here, uh, there's a. There's a guy, I'm not even entirely sure what his name is. He's associated with Sebastian Shaw, so he could be with the, uh, you know, that whole that whole group there. But um, they show it's actually Cable and some of these other, uh, some of the New Mutants. I'm not, a, I'm relatively new to the New Mutants, at least in this book. But um, some of the, these characters here, they're actually training in the basement of the X-Mansion and in the, da- in the Danger Room. And... Uh, Deadpool comes out, he attacks them when they're all done with their workout, and, it, and it's it's kind of cool seeing Deadpool going after Cable. I don't know, like the movie version, it was kind of the other way around, uh, sort kind of, sort of. But you get to see the birth of their, their, their feud right here. It's it's pretty neat. So, And he's dropping, you can tell he's sarcastic, you can tell he has like these Spider-Man-like quips like here. Right. But it's not as over the top. He's not breaking the fourth wall at all yet, and it's uh, it's a rather enjoyable co- encounter. Just nice back and forth between Cable and some of the other New Mutants get a part of it, and they eventually uh, they eventually get him and hog tie him and send him back to uh, to their boss uh, with the help of of Domino, who just appeared in the most recent Deadpool two. So. So that was, I mean, that was a, it was pretty neat seeing seeing that early version. How, uh, I mean, his costume looks like the same, but uh, but a little different. But all in all, it's it's always good to see the origins of these characters. So yeah, New Mutants number ninety eight. I'm gonna get into the review portion and the scoring. The artwork is that classic nineties look that I love so much. Um, oh, the character's name, the the villains, the main villain's name is Gideon. Gideon, uh, he's the one who employed Deadpool uh, to kill Cable. So, um, as far as art goes, the cover I I really enjoyed. It's that '90s art style that uh, that I've you know 
that I bragged about quite quite many times on this show. I'm going to give the artwork a an eight. Action, um, you know, really neat fight between Cable or the New Mutants and in Deadpool. You're you're still seeing those getting those assassin or all those mercenary type vibes from from Deadpool, even though he's not really showing off. You know some of the powers that we we truly know him to have uh, at this point in time. So it's you know it's a little bit it's it's watered down, but I'm sure it's it's right where they wanted it back then in the early 90s. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go an eight for the action story. The story was a little strange overall. Um, I mean, the, it just went right from training, right from training in the danger room, all of a sudden to uh, this giant, you know, this big Deadpool fight in the basement of the X Mansion, like, <laughs> and nobody else happens to be around. But um, other than that, uh, I'm gonna give the story. I'm gonna give the story a six. It was a bit of a weaker point. Dialogue. Dialogue. Uh, early quips of Deadpool are were actually they were, they were they were pretty funny. Not not by today you know not as great as some of today's standards with the vulgarity and all that, but uh, not too bad. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the dialogue an eight. Uh, you get to see you can kind of see that you know it was cool seeing Cable and Deadpool mouth off with each other before. We all know Cable's a hard ass too. Start him off light. Yeah, just a little taste, and and now how much it's blown up. Uh, and rereadability, it's uh, I think it's a treat. I think any Deadpool fan should have this book, and probably would be interested in picking it up again. Uh, I was looking. I mean, the the value of it. It's it's a quite it's a pretty common book, and and the value of it for like a nine point eight grade ranges from like three hundred dollars. Uh, I've seen in some places to over a thousand dollars in in some places. So I guess it's it's relatively common, but I think it's a pretty neat book. I'm going to give the rereadability factor a, a 9 in this one. So 39 out of 50 for New Mutants, number 98, the debut of Deadpool. All right, Eric. Right on. Let me get mine. So for the first one that I chose, I did Deadpool Kills Deadpool. That one, <laughs> it, it took my interest right by the name once I started getting into it. It was actually really good. Basically, a light summary of it is... Deadpool gets turned, but it's not only just one Deadpool, the 616, so our universe, our Deadpool gets caught off guard, bombarded by another universe of Deadpools, coming to warn him that they're, that Deadpool's coming to kill him, and if you've recently seen uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the new Spider-Man, <laughs> all the characters are similar, so like... As soon as he sees him, he sees a dog pool. He sees kid pool. He's got all kinds of different anything with pool. It's there. Oh, that is amazing! So throughout it, you just through the series, you start reading it, and in the first, I chose the first issue because it it gets you right started right off the bat to who's like a head getting blown up in the microwave to just getting warned, getting out, and then by the end of the uh, issue. You figure out who's doing the business, who's in his head. Really want? I don't want to spoil it if you're gonna read it, but it's a good one. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't. You don't have to completely spoil it. I think that's the the, the best part of Deadpool too is you can do stupid, wild shit like yeah, that, it's, and it works, and people buy it in, in like droves. And <laughs> Deadpool kills Deadpool. Like, come on, <laughs> right, come on. They exactly. they would only work with him. Only, only works with him. Only <laughs> because. 
only Deadpool knows Deadpool's weaknesses of how he's going to kill him. Exactly. So oh. it's very... So good. So good. But for... Artwork. Artwork's artwork? the first one. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and... What is it? Out of 10? Out of 10, yep. Out of 10. I'll definitely give it an 8. It has a uh, newer newer art because they're not... It's not like a classic comic. It's newer writers and newer um, new illustrators. Right, right. So I give it an 8. It's definitely like a... It's very colorful. Like when you watch, like, it looking pops. at it, yeah. yeah. I know what like, you mean. It's not like that, that weird cell shading stuff, but it, it's mm-hmm. re- the realism. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So for me, that's like what really catches it. And then, uh. Action's next. Action, you got to give it a 10 out of a 10. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, the first <laughs> opening couple of pages, you're just like, oh, wow. I wonder where I wonder where they're going next. Because <laughs> it's all Deadpool's like anything with Deadpool, you're going to get a very uh, grotesque type of kill. Oh, without a doubt, so without a doubt. Each different one from each universe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find that one. That one sounds. Uh, it's like you can't even just us telling it and lightly summarizing it. You really can't put your mind around it. Right. You you give an idea. You have an idea, but you can't put your mind around it. It's I, I enjoy that. For story, it's kind of... I'm probably going to go with a five on this one. Five. It's a basic story, but the artwork is what saves the comic for me on it. Okay, I gotcha. So, it, the story's good. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? But it's... Uh, as you read it, you're just kind of like, oh, it's happening. It's This is it. <laughs> it's a little nonsensical. Yeah. Like, there's no, like... I know what you mean. You're kind of... Still at the beginning when you reach the end. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Where yeah, it's kind of just there for the action. Yeah. Dialogue is next. Dialogue is uh. I'm gonna go ahead and give that a seven. You gonna give a seven? Oh yeah. All right. It was good because it's like I said with it Deadpool killing Deadpool. What do you expect? All of Deadpool's quips. <laughs> each Deadpool going in on each Deadpool. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and then you just get your oh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is happening. Yeah, uh, and then rereadability. Would you pick this book up again? Yeah, actually, I uh, I read it a while back, and then I read reread it recently to have this conversation. Perfect. What would you score it? I'll give it a eight out of a ten. Eight out of ten. Not too bad. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thirty out of fifty overall for that title for Deadpool kills Deadpool. Very good. Very good. Uh, all right, we're gonna go into the next set of books here. I will. Uh, I'm. I chose for this one the Spider-Man Deadpool issue number one, which was. Uh, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. It's it's widely talked about. People want to see it in the MCU, and I don't know how it would work. How it would work? I really don't. I could picture it. I right. feel like Tom Holland and if they kept Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, I think they could make a pretty hilarious duo. But um, yeah, it's it's kind it's kind of neat because you know when I first seen Deadpool, I didn't realize, and I only first seen Deadpool. I think noticed him in the the first Ultimate Alliance game, um, very first one, and I was like, who is this guy? I, I really had no idea who he was. I'm like, what is he, some kind of Spider-Man ripoff? Like, what right. is he? Because he kind of has, like, the eye things like him and the red color. I really had no idea. And, you know, as I got to learn him and, you know, everybody suddenly became a fan of Deadpool once the uh, 
I think once X Men Origins Wolverine kind of came out and they, they teased, you know, Ryan yeah. Reynolds as Deadpool, even though it was a, a shit version of him. Yeah, don't know what happened at the end. I only watched it until about half point. <laughs> that's all it's worth. After the elevator scene where he's doing the uh, all that, I I turn it off. That's that's all I need. But but yeah, it's he's. He's pretty cool. I mean, he's super mainstream. You can't go to a Halloween party without like somebody dressing up as him. Correct. And <laughs> everybody talks about him. People, every, everybody has like a tattoo of him somewhere in some strange place. I see and the car stickers a lot. Car stickers quite a bit. He's like super mainstream. Um, so I was like, okay, this is him and Spider Man's got to be a good crossover title. Um, but the book starts off. They are actually hogtied. They're they're battling Dormammu. Uh, and they're kind of like they're tied like together, and, and Deadpool's just making weird like sexual quips, and you know we got we got to get out here fast because you know leather on whatever the hell their suit material is, um, oh spandex on spandex, it, there's, <laughs> there's gonna be something grow, there's, katana's gonna grow. That's what he said. Uh, you know that this is the humor that I love about Deadpool, um, but you know Dormammu's just kind of antagonizing them. And they uh, they eventually break free, and it's just a lot of it's a lot. It's mostly like Spider Man and Deadpool just kind of going back and forth because Spider Man just hates him, absolutely hates him. I think I think it's that makes this storyline so good, Abs- just absolutely hates right. him. And uh, there's a scene where they're standing there, um, you know, Dormammu's kind of incoming, and then Deadpool just goes, "Do you, do you want to do the flashback or should I?" So they. <laughs> So they then they do a, a flashback scene where Spider-Man's battling Hydro-Man, and Deadpool actually just happens to show up, and um, Spider-Man's trying to get rid of Deadpool, just get rid of him, and Deadpool's just being super creepy, like he kisses him on the cheek and and all this stuff. Like it's just, it's super, it's just super goofy. Uh, he actually see Hydro actually sees it. Sees Deadpool kiss him on the cheek, and he just goes, "Okay, moving on," and just disappears. <laughs> he just goes away, um, and then it cuts back to uh, them bailing Dormammu and some of these uh, mindless ones. And I, the only reason I know they're called the mindless ones is because I just played past this part in Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Uh, but they're battling. It's uh, it's Deadpool's just ripping out their brains and and rearranging them and, and all sorts of funny stuff. And then they actually get out of. The dark dimension. Spider Man gets him and Deadpool out. He uh, Spider Man casts him off to the side, and he just swings off. And all of a sudden, uh, Hydra Man actually ends up coming back uh, a little bit. I'm pretty sure it's him. He looks like a little bit bigger version of him. Uh, Deadpool gets chopped in half, and there's a lot of a lot of crazy chaos going on. But um, but yeah, there's a thing. <laughs> Deadpool's looking at his phone. It's like a bounty um, thing. And the target is Peter Parker, CEO of Parker Industries, fee $100 million. And Deadpool goes, I really hope Spider-Man and I can still be buds after I, I gack his boss. Boom. And they, it's the end of the first <laughs> issue. So it was uh, – that was a treat. That was a real treat. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that book. Uh, art-wise, this is that realism that Eric was explaining before. And you can kind of see, and I'll show Eric this panel. The, the lighting is just gorgeous how they do that. They kind of brighten up the Spider-Man suit with the sunlight. And they, they did a really good job of uh, of using different colors and, and taking in the environment. So I was very happy with that. Artwork, uh, 
I'm going to have to give it a, I got to give it a 10. Action. There's a lot of cool action. And not just any action. It was the, you know, it was just super, super humorous uh, with it. And I don't know. Spider-Man and Deadpool, they make quite a, a really good duo from a uh, from a fighting perspective. Even though it's the most, this, this first book was them arguing. Um, I actually really enjoyed the action. Deadpool was just, you know, kill, kill, kill. Spider-Man's always been the one with morals. Uh, so it's it's kind of like a clash of personal beliefs too. Yeah, definitely opposites right there. Completely opposites. And that's I think that's what frustrates uh I think that's what frustrates Spider-Man so much. But the act from an action standpoint, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a 9. I was very impressed with it. Story. Story is uh is really good. I enjoy, I enjoy this first one battling with Dormammu and the whole thing with Deadpool and it's just uh it's it's yeah, the, their whole interactions—it's really good, and obviously, it's been—it's—it's uh, it's so popular. They've—it's been on a long run. I think it goes all, all the way up to issue number fifty. So, um, I've been—I've uh, been very pleasant. I'm going to read more into this. So, storyline—I'm going to actually give—I'm going to give it a ten. I'm, I'm very high regard for this book. Dialogue can't beat dialogue. I mean. Spider-Man and Deadpool in the same book. Right. Spider-Man, sarcastic. Deadpool, super sarcastic. Uh, I'm going to have to give that a 10 as well. And rereadability. When I pick this book up again, it is a lot of fun. Uh, from start to finish, it's enjoyable. You know, There's something about some of these like the, some of these Deadpool books. And, and I'm not going to say all of them, but some of them. It's just, you have to reread them to, to catch something you, that you might miss. Oh, for sure. So I'm actually going to give... I'm going to give... Issue number one, I'm going to give it a 49 out of 50 overall. So I am very glad that I ended up picking up that book. That is, right, I'm that is great. I'm definitely going to check it out. You should. You should. So, yeah, 49 out of 50 for that. All right, Mr. All right. Stopa, for my second finish one, us off. I chose Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, issue one. This one I bought hard copy as soon as it came out, straight up. <laughs> That's like, the way to do it. I hate buying it like issue by issue. Sometimes I just I have a whole box full of all the collections and stuff. So that's art. that's great. Uh that one for art, I gave it a ten out of a ten. It's that you. It's uh. Well, this guy, you can discuss a little bit, little little more in depth. Oh yeah, I got you. Uh so this one, if you the newer uh, version, newer series of Deadpool, if you keep up with them, the Watcher has a lot to do with it. So this one, it's kind of following where he gets uh, completely uh, brainwashed into believing a whole bunch of things that happened that didn't happen. So that's where his journey takes off. And then really, without even saying too much, it's you got to uh, reading it. It's how he kills each hero, each person who you think you're like, no, nah, they're not going to kill him. They kill him. <laughs> How many? Uh, how many? How many Marvel heroes does he deal with? In the I've never touched this book, so I don't know how many characters he goes through. I could see four on the cover. With this one, I think it's your uh, first year Avengers, and then a few of the uh, X Men. Okay. And then in the later series, he just he jumps. He ends up jumping from uh, later in the later issues. He ends up jumping universe to universe. Why he's uh, brainwashed and he's killing everybody. Wild. <laughs> so once he leaves uh, 616, he's 
Just on to the next one to kill the, their their heroes. Wow. How long of a run did this go? Do you know? Uh, this one is five issues. It's five issues. Yeah. It's kind of short, but it's uh, it's very detailed within what happens. Right, right. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Um, all right. So back, let's review it. You said art uh, 10? Oh, yeah. Art giving it a 10. It's, uh, again, it's Deadpool. It's Deadpool's regular graphics. He normally looks the same. Yeah. But the it's a darker side of art, so you're going like the uh, how can I say it? The gore looks a lot better than say the other comic book when we're talking about Deadpool kills Deadpool. Yeah, it's a lighter. That's a lighter kind of a killing. I this one's you. more of like a sadder, <laughs> a sadder. <laughs> it's a more depressed version. I, I of got art. you. So you're just like damn. It does look darker. Here. I mean, I'm looking right at the cover right now. It's I mean the cover's awesome. Of this book, and and it does look like dark, gloomier, um, not nearly as upbeat. It's just like I feel like it's just meant to be a gore fest. Yeah, more of it's just, it kind of set off a serious tone, right? More serious tone for the whole comic. That's good. That's good. All right, so action, I'm guessing, is going to be pretty good. Oh yeah, that one, I I give it an eight on it. Give it an eight. Okay. Yeah, it does have its very high points, and then at some points, you're just like. Some of the heroes he kind of just kills. Right. It's it's it, not as like eh. enjoyable. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. But you gotta have the highs and lows to a you book. D- exactly to appreciate it. Um. All right. Story. Story. I give this one a, a ten. You give it a ten. Yeah. It's uh once you you, you kind of get the point of why he's brainwashed, what happens, but it's uh the travels that he takes to find each uh hero to kill him. Right. And then that little bit of dialogue between them. Okay, does it? I mean, does the book start off initially with the Watcher brainwashing them, or does it? They show it sporadically through. No, it starts right off with it. Okay, okay, very good. Uh, dialogue, dialogue. I give it about an eight. Okay, some of them are a lot of Deadpool, but it's like I say, it's a more serious Deadpool. Yeah, and he doesn't really. He's just kind of. There's not a whole lot of quips in this one. Not too many. Really, there's a few of them, but it's more like. They they kind of uh, just put him as an assassin. Okay. This one's more of like a uh, straight to killing. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. And then rereadability. This one I gave it a 10. Give it a 10? Yeah. I actually like this one. I went through, ended up trying to read the whole series. It's... But this one I actually like. Sometimes, you know, you pick them up. All right, let me start the other one, see what it's about. But this one I was like. Got to read it through. through. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, you definitely liked it. 46 out of 50 for Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. So awesome, awesome. Um, is there anything else, Deadpool, you want to talk about? Like, talk about the video. Do you ever play the video game? Yeah, I have the video game. What'd uh, you think of it? It's not too bad. It's yeah, a little bit of repetitive. Yeah, I know it, what you mean. You know what I mean? It's one of those games where that one I felt was, uh, it was a money grab. At the same time, they really wanted to do something good. Yeah. But, you know... It's a it's a hit or miss with the hero games. <laughs> it really is. It really is. De- I, yeah, I mean, Deadpool was... I liked it because, I mean, re- then there was... There was, like, Lego games and, and stuff like that, which the Lego games I love very much. But it was cool to see this adventure game with a... With a, with a comic book character again. Right. I mean, I guess Arkham was, you know, the Arkham games for Batman were out around that time, too, but this was kind of Marvel's answer to it. Yeah, this was their startup. Yeah, and... Yeah, I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. They had some cool cameos in it, you know, with Cable and, and Wolverine. There was a lot of Easter oh, the eggs Wolverine in it. Wolverine one was where funny. Where you slap at them. Yeah. Could... 
And then you just sit there. You just it, it says tap tap tap. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, all right, we're doing actually really good on time. So you want to talk movies? You want to talk MCU oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, no. All right. So you see Spider Man yet? Yes. Okay. Let me hear your thoughts on Spider Man. I thought Spider Man was pretty good. It definitely left me in uh, shock and awe, especially at the end, the very end. I was, oh, that mi- the mid-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, wow. Yeah, and then the AFS. Which have been? Let's see, it's been out for almost a month. I guess we can. Put, I, th- I guess we can spoil it a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know if I've talked about. We've talked about it yet on the show, but um, so yeah, it's <laughs> quite the shocker. Um, but I, I think, I think it kind of leads to somebody as being the next villain. Right, that's what I was thinking. Thinking Scorpion, possibly. You think Scorpion? Who do you? Who I do you would. Th- I, that's what I was thinking from uh, the first one. After yeah. the first one, and then you know they went into this one, but them revealing him at the end, it's just like, oh no, <laughs> who could it be? You know what I mean? Because now you just kind of opened it. You just the told everybody. Right, right. Uh, yeah, me and uh, myself and Greg were talking last week about like phase four because they just had the big San Diego comic-con and and whatnot and at least releasing all these films and you know we one of the mysteries is we well we didn't see what when the next spider-man film is going to be uh so I mean it could be a few years before we get that that conclusion um and also their contract with Marvel ends after spider-man 3 yeah that's so what I heard as well so I I do hope that they renew it you know, Tom Holland's still young enough where they can get a lot of mileage out of him. I think uh, they will. I hope so. I think they will. I, th- I think it would be tragic if they built him up for all this and then did nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that would be heartbreaking. <laughs> Given the, the big, you know, Tony Stark's successor and and this and that, and and then Sony just rips him from us. Right. Which, you know, that would hurt. I think it hurt them too, though. Oh, it would. Because they, they'd lose a big chunk of change. They really would. Because you know what, a lot of fans would. Yeah, they wouldn't pay attention to it. They'd give them. I mean, look how Marvel fans treated Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Which I actually didn't hate Dark Phoenix. I, st- I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those ones you have to run to the theaters, but I didn't hate it. Um, but you know, it's Marvel. Yeah, Marvel fans will bury that film. Absolutely bury it. I just hope that. Um, I just hope that they do. They can get Tom Holland uh, and everything underway, because I think he can be the future. I think he he can be portrayed as you know front and center as the next, right? You know, as important as, as Robert Tony Jr. I don't think he's like uh, I don't know how old he is now, but yeah, I mean he's, he's got to be full size. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean Tom Holland. Tom Holland's still young enough to pull off the high school look, right? You know what I mean? It, it works really well. And then you know the older the older he gets, the more. I think the more adult storylines you can get out of Spider-Man, which is, which, you know, I, I really hope to see eventually a Sinister Six movie. I hope to see him deal with the Green Goblin and, um, you know, eventually work a proper Venom in there. I, I really hope that they can, they can eventually do that. I just, I think they got Tom Holland at the right age and they need to do anything in their power to keep him. Yeah. And keep him, keep Sony like happy, or just outright buy them out, or some somehow, and just uh, just keep him on their side. Agree with that. <laughs> what about uh, some of the Phase Four announcements? Was there anything that really excited you? Um, just about everything. Some of it I don't like really know about, so it's like 
I'm excited for like uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with him, but I I am glad for that movie they're doing the Mandarin. Right, and then it's uh, the Ten Rings, and how they were talking about it in uh, Iron Man One. Yes, when they were in the cave, so that's cool. Plus the uh, the Disney stream, I'm gonna end up getting that. <laughs> oh I yeah, lie. I'm canceling Netflix as soon as it comes out. Yeah, even though I wish I wish they were doing a Disney Plus show as soon as it came out. I was a little disappointed that they're not having something ready to go as right. soon as it comes out, but. Um, there's a lot of good stuff there. What uh, I mean, the show the show should be really good. I'm looking forward to Falcon and and uh, Winter Soldier. That should be cool. I was just watching. I was telling you before. I was just watching Endgame again today, and when he, when Falcon picks up the shield, I'm like, damn, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Right. And I'm trying to I, like I can envision him. Like I can envision him in in the Stars and Stripes, flying around with the shield. You know, we we've seen him so many times in the comic books, and yeah, I just think it's uh, yeah, I think it's a good route for them. Yeah, Anthony Mackie plays a good role too. He does really good with it. Like, yeah, because I mean the Falcon character character never interested me in the comic books, but he brings this like edginess to him. Um, you know, Falcon's his costume in the comic books was not very uh, that's the word. I mean, it's it was obnoxious. It was like yeah. it was, <laughs> I mean, I think it's the best. It was like him wearing like a, a singlet and like wings. Like it was super super strange. But now it's more like it's more military tech, and you can see kind of the reflection in some of the comic books about how they're how they're utilizing him. So that's I think that's a really good thing. But um, yeah, I think that uh, got anything else to add? Um, for movies on the phase four, I gotta say uh, Thor. Love and Thunder. Thor's going to be good. Thor's going to be good. Uh, that's one I'm probably most excited for. Yeah, I'm glad that they broke the uh, the trilogy chain with that. I'm, I'm glad yeah. they're going to give them a fourth movie. Uh, I wonder how much involvement it's going to have with the Guardians, because that's, that's a direction that I, I really want to see um, unfold. Like, I am thrilled at the fact of, or really at the idea of Star-Lord and, and, and him. him being together. Yeah, going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, I mean, again, I was just watching that game. I mean, that scene where they're, they're going back and forth on the ship after Tony Stark's funeral is like, oh, spoiler alert, Tony Stark dies in that game. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Did I say that? Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of good potential. I'm excited. Uh, it's, you know, of course you always wish guys like Iron Man and, you know, Iron Man and Cap could, could move right. on to these next phases and... I mean, you never know. Robert Downey Jr. could be like, "Hey, I want to come back someday," and you just work him in with a multiverse type some angle, type of cameo, something like that. You never know. Uh, I think they're probably done, but it would just be nice to, you know, once once these next three phases come, you know, come together and culminate, kind of like Endgame and Infinity War did. Uh, it'd be nice to see everything together yeah definitely the x-men the o, you know the og put avengers them, and put them all in the same universe now yeah keep them all together that's how it should be so everything ties in yes exactly yeah, that'll be nice it would be it would be but uh eric dude thank you so much for know, joining bro. the show today thank you for having me, bro. i appreciate it excellent topic excellent pick with deadpool now. i know long <laughs> long 30 second walk back home but uh, I appreciate it, dude. If you ever want to come back on the show and talk any oh, other superhero sure. stuff, you are more than welcome. Thanks, man. Of course. All right. To the listeners, um, we played a commercial at the top of the show. Don't forget, this upcoming Saturday, August 3rd, 2176 Liberty Drive in Niagara Falls, New York, is the first ever Western New York PodCon Showcase. 
presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. It's going to be an awesome day filled with uh, live podcast recordings. Panel discussion, we'll be doing a live recording, uh, but I will be selling comic books in the name of the panel discussion. So uh, help me pay some bills and buy some uh, $2 comic books. And uh, there's going to be all sorts of trivia games, seminars, uh, lots of shopping to do. I'm Eric's eyeing up my figures right now. i got a bunch of action <laughs> figures I'm going to be selling and some Lego minifigures, like tons of, there's going to be tons of stuff to sell and do. So make sure you please stop by, even if it's, if it's for an hour, come support our network, come support our show, come support any of the other podcasts that, uh, that will be present. There are, I think over 20 podcasts that are going to be present, um, you know, and do throughout the day. So come by, stop, see their tables, check out, maybe you, uh, find a new podcast that interests you and, uh, yeah, it should be a good time, but. Other than that, uh, I will talk to you all tomorrow for another panel discussion. Post-credit, we're going to be reviewing the Batman game for Genesis based off of the 1989 Tim Burton film. But, uh, yeah, that's it, and talk to you tomorrow.